I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. There's a difference between giving up and realizing when you've had enough. And today's guest is Jennifer Hurwitz, and she understands the power of ending a relationship that isn't serving you. In fact, she's written a whole book about it called Midlife Priceless. And yes, I said priceless, not midlife crisis. In the past, Jennifer stayed too long in her marriage, put up with far too much in previous relationships, and recently found the courage to leave her last relationship. She'll share why you need to trust your intuition and respect yourself enough to call it quits, and why sometimes Throwing in the towel and moving on is the most important thing you can do when choosing yourself. When we come back, Jennifer will share some of her pervert's hot tips, her favorite dating apps, and why dating doesn't need to be a disaster. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Jennifer Hurwitz is a relationship expert, dating coach, best-selling author, and host of the award-winning Doing Relationships Right podcast. Through her books and weekly podcasts, Jennifer helps people understand what a happy relationship can look like and how to dip their toes back into the dating world post-divorce. Jennifer has been highlighted by Oprah Daly, where her book, Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, A Divorce Coach's Guide to Staying Married, was chosen as one of the best marriage books to read with your partner for a healthy relationship. Jennifer speaks all over the country, and her expert opinions have been featured in publications like Forbes, Scary Mommy, Women's Health, Bustle, Divorce Mom, and Blunt Moms, to name a few. I read Midlife Priceless over the weekend, and it was great, and Jennifer has the best dating stories. It is my honor to welcome her to the show today. So without further ado, welcome Jennifer Hurwitz. Hi, Jennifer. Oh my God, that was the nicest intro. I'm like, I'm about to be in tears. <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're such an inspiration. I just Aww. love how honest you are and your stories and your advice and people relate to you and it's so refreshing just to put it all out there I figure if I don't if I'm not honest then who you know everyone needs to be honest and you know especially with what I do I agree I think if people want to work with me they have to trust me oh relationships are tough they're tough anybody says that they're not I think they're lying (laughs) it's true I always say marriage is not for the faint of heart that's exactly right yeah they all take work friendships take work Relationships with either children take work, marriage, divorce, happy divorce takes work. It's not easy, you know? It's true. So how do you think you got to the point where you were able to trust yourself? Because when things start to fall apart, so doesn't your self-esteem and your self-worth. Absolutely. And find that respect for yourself to know when it was time to call it quits. Okay, so in my marriage or in my last relationship, I think it's it's so, it's so, oh God, it's just so crazy to me because I'm a people pleaser and I'm just going to say that right now. I've been a people pleaser. I've been, I've tried so hard and I'm working on it and I'm in therapy. And I'm going to be honest, you know, I think therapists, coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists. I think, you know, we all need it. So I've been working a long time on, on learning to say no and setting boundaries and loving myself. And I think that the more work I do, obviously, you know, the stronger I get and the better I get at saying no and, and putting myself first. And it took a long time, it took a really long time and a lot of big mistakes. <laughs> So, you know, I, I hold myself accountable in, in the relationships too in the past. And I, I'm real honest about the mistakes I've made. You know, I, I learn from them and I move forward. But yeah, I got, I got real brave this time. And I was in a really good, I mean, solid relationship for five years. I met him on Match. 
he's a fantastic human. I can't say a bad thing about him, except that it wasn't serving me. He's amazing. He's a great guy. And it just wasn't serving me, but I stayed in it. And I stayed in it because it was working, right? So like it, it, it was serving me like at the time, like, yeah, you know what? It was great. It wasn't bad. It was whatever, but it wasn't the right person. And I think a lot of times we do that. We stay in relationships because eh, like we're scared to be alone or we don't want to move forward because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's chaotic or God, I don't want to go through a breakup again. Or do I have to get back on the apps or, but like, really, are you settling or are you, why are you staying there? What, what is your why? We were in different places. We ended up being, you know, five years. I looked at myself and I'm like, do I want to be this person for the rest of my life? Yeah. Like I didn't, I knew I didn't. I I absolutely 100% did not. So I I said, I got to go. I got, this is not working. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I, and I'll be honest is when you figure out your non-negotiable list and what you really want and getting clear about what you really want, you look to your five-year plan. And I've, when I read that in the book, I literally mm-hmm. said, I said to my boyfriend, you used to start the year all the time with, these are the plans that I have. These are my goals. And he's like, what? I used to? I said, you did. And I think because of COVID, we stopped doing that. COVID destroyed us, I think, but we stayed together. It's very strange. Oh, that's so interesting. So that five-year plan, looking at that, it's so simple, but I never really heard anyone talk about this. Yeah. And you felt that looking at that was really kind of crucial and helpful when making a decision. Can you identify why you kind of based a lot of things around this? Well, I did. I, I Well, first of all, I have a theory of dating for now which I don't know if you got to that Yeah, I did, yeah. Which kind of contradicts the five-year plan, which is interesting. But I just knew when we met, first of all, this is so interesting, but on Match, when we did meet, he was part of my non-negotiables. I was not going to date anybody long distance. I was like, I'm not doing it. And he was long distance. He was, which I consider long distance, anybody outside of an hour away a drive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. An hour drive, you can't meet for coffee. You have to plan it. You can't meet for dinner. You have to plan it. It's an hour away. You feel, especially if you have young kids, like you have to get a babysitter. You can't leave the kids alone. For whatever reason, I really liked him. I immediately said to myself, I'm just going to date him for now. I'm just going to date him for now. And that was like five years ago, right? Before I even thought about what I meant by that. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean like I was going to date him for now until something better came along. I knew I was going to date this one person until it didn't work anymore. Whether that looked like three weeks, whether that looked like three months, or whether that looked like five years. I kind of forgot about the non-negotiable, which was so important that I wasn't going to date long distance. And I kind of just said, you know what? Fuck it. If it works, it works. Mm -hmm. And it kept kept working, right? It's kind of really important that you stick to your your non-negotiable because of the same, even five years later, we were together, but it still was like, it was really hard (laughs) to date someone. I, you know, that lived an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes away, but we made it work. People put so much, they're so picky. At the same time, your big non-negotiables, your top five non-negotiables, those are the ones that are, that are important. Not like always oh, bald or I, I need someone that's over six feet, but the big ones. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does yeah. make sense. And, you know, I think it's okay as you go through all these different scenarios of getting back out there and dating that 
sometimes the rules that you come up for yourself work at the time, but sometimes you can change your mind. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that you said that because I feel like a lot of coaches and relationship experts and we, they, they have these rules, right? The rules of dating, the three rules of, and I do that too, like the three C's and the three, whatever you've got, it's got to work for you. You've got to feel comfortable in what you're doing. And I think it's really important to check yourself and say, huh, is this really working? Because I thought it was working. I kind of just was like comfortable. And if you're fine with comfortable, then by all means, enjoy your comfortability. But I was getting into this place where I was empty nesting. My two boys were going to college and he had a young child. Yeah. See, that's the complication right there. Right. And I knew, and I, but I told, I told him, I was very honest. I said, you know, look, I got to tell you, like when my kids go to school, I'm planning on bigger, better, like I want to do, I want to go. And he's like, well, I don't. He was no, there was no compromise. Well, you know, I mean, that's just not going to work. Well, you just have different likes and values in a sense. Yeah. Where there's no compromise. There's no relationship. Yeah. There you are because you're not getting what you want and then you're resentful and there you go. But the date for now, and I thought this was really good in your book where you talk about focusing on your own three foot world. Yeah. Didn't you love that? I love him, Mark Owen. Yeah. Talk about that. But yeah, it's amazing. He talks about his three foot world and living in a three foot world, meaning that just keep three feet around you, basically three feet in front of you, three feet behind you. Yeah. The only way to survive was just look what's right in front of you. Exactly. Right. He was climbing, he's a Navy SEAL and he was doing his mission that day or whatever. And his, he was climbing up this mountain, right? And he started to freak out. He started to have a panic attack. And so his combat, whatever trainer person came up next to him, climbed up next to him and said, look, you know what? Don't look down. Don't look to the sides. Don't worry about the person up in front of you. Don't worry about how high you have to go or what's next. Just focus on the three feet around you. My boyfriend at the time, he used to, I, I, I have an anxious attachment style, which most, <laughs> a lot of women do. And I'm working on that too. But at the time I was super anxious. My boyfriend said, he's like, you know, Jim said to me, just let's focus on us. Just let's not calendarize. Let's not talk about next Christmas. Let's not talk about next Valentine. Let's just focus on our three foot world. That's good. Yeah. And when I started dating like that, it just became really clear to me that I could do this. My anxiety kind of went away. I knew he was my person. I was his person. We trust each other. And that's how I coach. I, I coach my clients to say, look, let's just be with one person and focus on our three foot world. It's really good advice because it can get overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. Too overwhelming, too many choices, too many bigger, better deals, too many bar doors swinging open and and with the Tinder and swiping and swiping. And you know what? You don't give someone a chance when you know that there's something that could be better along the way. I never was like that. I took it one day at a time, I think, because it is so overwhelming. How do you, I mean, I joined Tinder when I was 43 with a 13 year old and trying to figure out how to start my life over after the bottom had fallen out. And I was just so lost. But when you do find the right person, things fall into place pretty easily. And when you're in the right place, when I first got out of my divorce, I thought I knew everything. I wasn't going to listen to anybody. I was like, no, I'm fine. And I can date and I've got this and did And I only wish that I had my books yeah. <laughs> when I was dating because I had no idea. I made some of the stupidest mistakes. I had to go through those mistakes and I had to go 
mess up big to figure out how to do it right. Right, but you did walk out on that date when the guy had the cowbell ringing over his I can't make this shit up. And the guy that licked my face. Wait, oh my God, do you believe a guy licked my face? Licked, but I thought I was being punked. I looked around, I'm like, this did not just happen. He licked my face. Licked my, I mean, come on, come on. Oh my God, the cowbell, when you talk about like an ex, you'd start ringing the bell. I mean, this is when you cannot make this stuff up. But it just didn't happen to you. It does happen to other people. Other people. And the stories that I've heard, I mean, I've heard some, I mean, I have horrific stories that like are really bad that I didn't even want to write about because I don't want to scare anybody. Like even the red lipstick guy. Yeah. The guy who wanted me to wear a red lipstick. Yeah. Tell that story. That's a, that's a crazy story. I would be <laughs> yeah, this, so freaked out about that one. I mean, right. This guy who like asked me, like, I didn't even know him. This was a first date and he asked me if I would wear red lipstick. And I told him, I, I, I know, like I, not only will I not wear red lipstick, but I, I don't even have it and I'm not going to. And then he went to Nordstrom (laughs) and the girls who worked there, when I went back, I guess he was there looking for lipstick for me. And he used a picture off of match, a picture of me to show the girls like what. (laughs) So when I was shopping there weeks later, one of the girls recognized me and said, Oh my God, do you know this guy was here buying, (laughs) buying lipstick for you? That's just the creepiest thing in the entire world. It is creepy. I've had that. Can you imagine? No, I mean I've gone into I've gone into places and people are like you're the girl from Tinder, and I'm like, wow, (laughs) wow, (laughs) (laughs) trying to get a coffee here in a small town, but (laughs) you're like, I'm sorry, that's awesome. (laughs) They're like, I saw you know I tried to talk to you on Tinder. I'm like, no, no, no. And I said, I'm, they said, no, I'd recognize you anywhere with those glasses. I'm like, I didn't wear glasses on Tinder. So I don't know where, where you're finding <laughs> like, my image. But I swiped left, sir. I swiped left. I swiped left. Oh, God. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's but tough. It, it is tough because it's embarrassing. And I don't know why sometimes people feel like they can go shopping for you because they matched you on a dating app. That's just crazy. You know, the dating apps are, oh gosh, I mean, I can get started for days on the dating apps. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, and you know, the, the algorithms are tough and people get frustrated. And so my biggest advice is I, I tell my clients all the time, if you're frustrated, just stop. Yeah. Take a break. There's no shame in that game. No one says you have to be on the dating apps. A couple of things you wrote in your book, you said you need to be patient with yourself and allow yourself some grace because there's nothing easy about dating after divorce. And right. One of the things you do when you coach is you start with the when and your why. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, I talk about the why. So like basically the when, everyone always comes to me and my clients and they're like, when can I start dating? They're like, uh, no, our first call is like, should I start dating now? It's been six months. What's the magic number? Do I have to wait a year? First of all, I'm a huge believer in you never have to wait uh, to date. I think that people are like, well, I have to be in you know, the perfect version of myself. A, you do not have to be the perfect version of yourself. No one's ever the perfect version of themselves. I'm never going to be the perfect version. I hope I never am. Right. I hope I always grow and evolve and change. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so please don't wait to be the perfect version. Um, get out there. And, and if you feel ready, you can be alone and you don't mind, you know, looking in the mirror and you feel confident, go do it. Get out there. So that's the when. But more importantly to me is the why. Why do you want to date? What is your why? Like, are you looking for a long-term relationship? 
Are you looking for casual sex? Are you looking just to get over your, your ex? Are you looking, you know, like what's your why? And then own that why. Own it. Don't let anyone make you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Which is a really big thing for me because everyone had their two cents, which is another chapter of my book. Everybody had to tell me why I should date and who I should date. And the, you know, I'm like, you don't know how I'm feeling. Unless you've gone through the divorce, you don't know. Right. So quit giving me your advice and shush and let me do my thing. Right. If you know your why and, and, you're, and you want to get out there and just want to have casual sex, it's good for you. Go. You know, do it, queen. I have no problem. But then don't feel badly about it when the guy wants, you know, you've said you wanted friends with benefits and the, the guy isn't calling you the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. going to put you in a downward spiral to nowhere good. Right. Yeah, you got to, you know, own it. And then also use your words on the same thing. Like, I have no problem with you saying on a first or second date, here's what I'm looking for. Right. No, I like this because being in like fighter shape to go out dating doesn't exist. I mean. No. God, no. It just doesn't exist. So. No. Can you imagine? Do you remember after your divorce? Like. I can remember a feeling exactly what you're saying with everyone with their two cents and giving their opinions. And I dated with a baby on my hip. And then yep. dated with a 13-year-old. Oh, my gosh. So... You had baby, baby. I had a baby, and it was pre-texting and yeah. really dating apps, and you had to go out to meet somebody. Oh, I like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wish you could do that again. That I know, I know. <laughs> but I thought at the time that no one would date me because I was a young mom. Right. Mind you, I was like the prime but I didn't feel that way. Right, of course not. And then when I was at rock bottom 10 years later, about a decade later, when I was 43, I was losing weight, so stressed, so depressed, but I didn't look good because I was a mess. But it didn't matter because I tried and I put right. myself out there and little by little, step by step, I started to regain my confidence. So you were like I was where you were like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not staying home. No, I couldn't. Everyone's different. And I tell people divorces are like snowflakes. There's no two are alike. And everybody has their different way to go about, you know, about stuff. But for me, I'm like, I have to stay positive. I have to put two feet on the ground. I just have to get out of this house. And I did. And I made God, tons of mistakes. And I, I think I did it all wrong, but I had, I had to do it. I got a lot of slack for it. You know, I, I brought I, my kids and I introduced my kids to people way too early. And I, you know, oh, I was just, it was awful. But you know what? I learned. I learned. And now I'm coaching. <laughs> right. And so, sometimes the only way out is through. Agree. hundred percent. You're right. And you can't sometimes read these lessons from a book. Sometimes you have to go through the action of. Right failing to learn, unfortunately. and But I feel like also like when we were getting divorced, like I got divorced 10 years ago, there were no books. There were no books. No. Nope. So where the hell were the books? Like, there wasn't anything. I mean, no one no. even talked about it. If you talked about getting divorced or dating. Oh my God. Right. No one. No one. Yes. I wrote my first book in 2017, One Happy Divorce, Hold the Bullshit. And I was like, I'm just going to write it because no one, there's nothing else for me to read. I guess I'll just write one. Same with me. I mean, th- I started writing my Swiping Soiree in 2018 because that's where I started. That's where Shot at Love came from, was that people wanted the information that I was putting together. Yeah. And I knew that there wasn't these podcasts out there either. 
I just created content that I needed at the time that wasn't there. Well, you're going to have to come on my podcast. <laughs> I would love that. Oh my God. Yes. I would Absolutely. Love that. How great would it be to find the love of your life? The man of your dreams. Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. The other thing that you talk about when putting yourself out there is if you can't put your optimistic self out there, that this is so excellent, then you're wasting your time and everyone else. Yes, please stay home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you been on a date where like you want to be there, you're excited, you, you know, you get dressed up, you do your thing, you're all ready. And the guy's like looking at his watch or like kind of like looking at his phone and you can tell he doesn't want to be there and he's like kind of crabby. You're like, what are you doing here? Right. Why did you come? Just stay home. And nobody wants to be with someone who doesn't want to be there. It's true. And people like positive winners and they don't like people who are negative. So one of the things you write in your book is you say, don't go out on a date and say things like, I can't believe I'm back on these apps or the big one. I hate online dating, but what else am I supposed to do? Like <laughs> none of that is going to serve you on a date period. The end. No, 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 no. And you know, like when you say stuff like you think that you think that you're being like birds of a feather, like, so you're trying to like find a bond, like a common ground, but you're not because really what you're doing is you're kind of bad mouthing the person too. He's on the dating app also. Right. So now you, now you've called yourself a loser and you've called him a loser. And everyone, <laughs> you see that so you're like, can't believe I'm back on the apps again. I, you know, I can't find anybody good. And meanwhile, he's sitting there with you. One of the things that people who don't know what they're doing on these dating apps will do, they'll say, why are you on a dating app? You know, I can remember I used to get that all the time. Hi, Carrie, why, why are you on this dating app? And I didn't know what to write back. So I would just say, like, why are you here? Like, I just throw right back at That's them. That's what you should have done. Perfect. Well, the same reason you're here. Yeah, it would just bother me because it was negative. Or my favorite is, well, why are you single? Same reason you're I single. I get that all the time. Right. Well, okay. I'm well, single. maybe not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. But like, so why are you still here? Like, I, I, you know, someone swiped on me once and then I think he swiped on me before and he's like, oh, you're back? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the, the recyclers, when the recyclers come back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's the algorithm. <laughs> right. I'll tell you. But you know what? Now I feel like there are some really cool, really cool dating apps out there. That's good. Okay, let's get into this. So you talk about some of your favorite dating apps. I know I'm going to get in trouble and I'm not paid. No one pays me or gives it. They should. I feel like someone should. Oh, I know. I know. I just picked the ones I really like. 
Okay, so some of your favorites, Match, Bumble, Hinge. I like Hinge. I really like Hinge right now. Hinge has done a lot of really cool stuff and they don't even know I'm talking about them, but I, if they hear me, um, they added a prompt of like a poll thing where you can actually like poll people, like give them three choices. And so you know how like you have a really hard time thinking of something like a conversation starter? Yes. Like those are always so tough. People are like, hey, what's up? Hey, baby. Hey, beautiful. Oh my God. It's like the worst. What are your plans for the weekend? Like it's always the same questions. Yeah. So now you can actually send a poll. Like what's your favorite place to, I don't know. I can't think of a good like one. Like a favorite movie. Yes. 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 Or favorite genre of whatever. And then they can pick one of the three and then that gives you like something to start talking about. Oh, that is good. Yes. They also have like a video option where you can send a video like chat, like, Hey, I'm Carrie. And I'm just calling. I just want to say, hi, I hope everything's good. And would love to chat, which is so cute. It's so cute. Shows confidence, sets you apart. Yep. Shows you're brave enough to do it. Yes. And I think it's so cute because I'm a huge fan of the video chat. I really have a problem, especially now that, you know, we're done with COVID, but we're all used to being on video. Like everybody, you know, we FaceTime, we whatever, blah, blah. I really feel like everyone should save time and energy and disappointments and jump on a video chat before they go out. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Now, what about the league? I've been hearing some things about the league where they get these like at night, like around dinner time, they get these picks. I have mixed feelings about the league. I really like it, except that it's expensive. The free version of it, a lot of people are getting the same guys. Oh. But also it's like for high caliber, whatever people, right? So you have to like basically interview to get into their program. Okay. It's funny because they take everyone. And as long as you pay the $300 a month, which is, I think, crazy, they're going to take you if you pay. And so I have a good friend who actually was on it, a couple of good friends, and they kept getting married guys. Oh, no. I actually reached out to them and I said, look, you're sending people that are married and they're on their, they're still on your app. And I didn't hear back from them. Well, I, that just makes me think of the married guy that you went on a date with and he said his wife, oh. his wife didn't mind. Do you believe that? Oh my God. I, he took, it was the most amazing date ever. I was like, I couldn't believe it was so hot. And I'm like on this date at the, um, and he's, oh my God. And his wife, like I walk up, I walk up to the door and she's there with wine. Oh, it's so weird. It's so, it's like, what is going on? Do I attract <laughs> a weirdo every minute? Like, it's just like, so where creepy. Where is Ashton Kutcher? Is he going <laughs> to jump out of the bushes? What is happening? I'm punked again. I started to think that these people were like, they knew what I did for a living and they knew that I had a blog, that they were trying to get into like my blog or they wanted to get into the book. And that I actually did write blogs about them and that maybe, you know what I'm saying? But what is the draw for them? I don't know. Maybe some people just want a- attention. I don't know, but I'm never going to use their names. So it's like they don't even get the attention. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. creepy and weird. It's so weird. Okay, so let's go back to the dating app. So you believe in upgrading when you can. And I believe this too. So I always tell people to do Tinder Gold, which is, I think, $29.99 a month. I'd say just do the first month for 30 days. Don't you think so? Yeah, because I believe you can find love in a weekend. So why would you pay... For six months, because if you're paying for six months and you're telling the universe, I want it to take six months for this to happen. Oh, that's such a good point. I'm going to tell my clients that. Can I steal that yeah, from you? Yeah, you can steal that. Totally. I'll give you credit. I promise. You have to just act like it's happening now and it's going to happen fast and believe it. And if you don't believe it and you can't visualize it and know it's coming, then that's a huge block. 
Yes, because people are really, really negative lately. I think it's the weather in a lot of places. And I think people are, it's like gray outside and they're kind of like gloomy and they have like a mood disorder thing. Everyone's like just frustrated. A lot of my clients are like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, no, come on. We can like, you're right. You have to manifest it and you have to be positive. You have to. And if you let anything get into your, I know the dating apps work sometimes for some people, just not me. like anything like that, any words that come out of your mouth like that, then that is going to affect your success. I think you're right. I think that's anything in life. I agree. And you know what? I have a couple of friends who are really, who need you. <laughs> <laughs> they need to listen to this podcast because yeah, I mean, you have to put it out there and manifest happiness and you put your feet on the ground and you stand up and you take a deep breath and you just say, today's going to be a better day. I write things down and I also am very good at visualization because visualization is my job. So yes. if I am going to photograph someone, I don't know what that photograph that say if I was shooting a cover, I don't know what that cover image is going to be. I couldn't even imagine it, but I know that the shoot's going to be amazing, that the subject is amazing, and that that image is going to far exceed anything I could create in my mind. I've done that my whole life. Your pictures are beautiful. Thank you so much. But it's the same thing, like change the camera angle of your visualization. Yes. Speed it up, like imagine the outcome. And people don't take those extra steps of writing it down. I write everything. I I have to write stuff down, don't you? Yeah, I do. But I wrote down my top 10 list every day, every single day while I was dating. And at the end, I said, thank you, universe, that he's here. (laughs) I'm going to tell my clients that and I'm going to tell them that that's from you. Oh, that's so sweet. No, it's whatever helps. I mean, it helped me tremendously. And I have pictures of those lists. I just believed that it was coming and it was already here. And sometimes, you know, when they tell you you want to manifest money, go out and spend the money because it's coming. See what I mean? Yeah, you put it out there. It's all the same energy. Yeah. And so when you tell people to upgrade on these dating apps as a feature, you want people who are, are invested. Yes, in you on the other side, right? So if you're, if you're upgrading and you're paying, and you're putting money towards yourself and you're putting it, same thing, like you put it out there, you're putting out your best up you know that on the other side, they're also upgrading investing, right? Right. I like that. But you both really want it. And I also am a firm believer, say what you want. Don't say what you don't want. Oh, I know. That is the biggest. Oh, oh my gosh, please. That's the biggest mistake that people do is that they put not looking for crazy. <laughs> right. Don't want drama. No drama. No crazy. No, nothing vanilla. Yeah. And it's funny because now my, my boys, I'm going to embarrass them. They're starting to get on these like dating apps too. And the, even the young kids. And um, I'm like, that's a horrible picture. Take your glasses down. No sunglasses. No this. No, no. It's like, there's just things you can do to just make it easier for yourself. And a lot of people choose not to. Right. I speak at length about having a good photograph. And Oh, my God. It's so important. I wish you would do like, yeah, scream it from the, I mean, yeah, you have to have the, your first shot, please. Yeah. Especially your first shot. Oh, it's 90% of your success. I mean, this, I, don't you agree? Well, uh, that's how I figured out all this online dating thing. I'm like, this is branding 101. This is exactly what this is. Oh, we should do that for your podcast when you come on my show. Oh, I'd love that. Look at you. I was thinking. <laughs> all the time, like, wait a minute. There we go. I'm ready down now. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's a great idea. I mean, I could understand the art and psychology around the leading photograph. Yes. 
Don't tell anyone. Listeners, <laughs> keep it a secret if you're listening. <laughs> so, um, now, one of your biohacks is just do you, boo, and I love that. And it's not what you say, but how you say it. And that is yes. so true. And I leaned into my humor, I think, for self-preservation because I had to entertain myself to stay positive. So I would just say the damnedest things and then be like, I can't believe I just said that. But I would. Okay, I love that, though. I love that. If, if every person had a little humor, a little wit, said a little something self-deprecating, was, took, didn't take this shit so seriously. Yeah. It would be so much more fun on the dating apps. You'd actually enjoy reading these these freaking bios. And you get to know people faster. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I used to write the craziest crap. <laughs> the craziest stuff. Like I used, I actually wrote like, if you have a cat, swipe left and I mean it. Like I used to get things people would be like, I'm calling PETA. I'm like, go ahead, call PETA. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, you got clear about what you wanted and yeah. And that's okay. And one of the things you talk about is tech expectation. Oh my gosh. Someone literally, people take my stuff. Do people like take your stuff all the time and steal it and use it? Um, I don't know. Some things. You know what? I think I focus on my three foot world. I'm going to now too. <laughs> I'm going to take my own advice. I got to stay in my lane because when I see stuff that I've done, it makes me so, so frustrated and angry and it doesn't serve me. You have to just keep moving and there's only one you, there's only one me. Like, I just feel like. That's right. Oh, you're seeing, this is so good for me today. (laughs) Thank you. This is the best podcast ever. (laughs) I love it. I just always feel like there's enough room for everybody. And you have your spin on it and Textfictation was one of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What would your advice be for someone who's anxious? Oh my gosh. So my biggest thing, I love, I love when this, when this came to me, I was like, okay. You have expectations, you have tax expectations. You have to talk about the way you text before you start getting into a relationship. Because if you don't know how someone texts, it's just so crazy we even have to talk about this nowadays. Some people text based on your, basically your attachment style. Flora would love this. You know, if you're like, an, you have an anxious attachment style and you text like a over and what is it called? Like um, double text, triple texting, or, yeah. double texting, triple yep. texting. That's your style, right? If the person that you're dating doesn't text like you do, you tend to get super anxious. Like, oh my God, she hasn't texted me back in three hours. It's been 15 seconds. Where's my text? Well, guess what? Most men do not text like women women text. They just don't. True. And we have to cut them some slack because honest to God, like you will lose a guy in 15 seconds if you start being crazy being crazy, but you got to chill out. You've got to take a breath because guess what? He may really like you. He may really, really like you. And he's busy. And now everyone's like, oh my God, if he was busy, it only takes five minutes to text. Now I don't believe that. Guess what? He might be in surgery. Maybe he's a doctor. Maybe he's actually working. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you want to lose that guy because you are blowing up his phone? No, it's true. I mean, my job, people, people like end business carry. Well, I'm never on my computer to no. send emails. I shoot, shoot all day. And then I Can you edit. No, I, because I, I look at my text. I will look at my phone. But if I'm shooting someone, I shut my phone off. And a shoot could be anywhere up to four hours to six hours. So oh, I'm so jealous. I want to shoot. <laughs> I, want, I want you to shoot me. I'm, I'm like so like. Well, I'm so vain. I wouldn't photo shoot. But it's true. People have different jobs. 
and different lives and different yeah. styles. So text expectations on board. So this is what you need to do. Let's say you're one of those people where you're like, you really need a text back. You cannot go without knowing, hey, so-and-so, we've been dating for three minutes. I'm just kidding. We were dating for three weeks. It makes me nervous. It makes me anxious. I would love it if we could talk about our text expectations. I don't need a text every 15 minutes. Wink, wink. I don't need a text every three hours. But if we could start with just a good morning and a good evening text. Good morning, have a great day, and good night. If we could just start there, I would love that. That would make me feel so much better about where we are in a relationship. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that's too much to ask. And no. one thing that I did, because I, same thing, I, I get really creative at night, and my mind runs away with me, and that's when I re- replay the day. A lot of people do that. And so I would want to do the multiple texts and send all these things when I get inspired or finally yep. could settle down and think of an idea or something to say back. And so I would take out my notes and I would write all the texts that I wanted to send. I love that. Yep. So I wrote them. Yep, I love it. Yep. I, I did the exercise. I got it out of my system. And then I would just have the restraint and say, okay, Carrie, tomorrow you're going to reread these. And if you yep. feel like it's so necessary that one of these texts had to go, send it in the morning. Absolutely. And you know, if you have to take your phone and put it in a cookie jar and duct tape it for for God's sakes. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have some restraint and the impulsivity will literally, you will lose a guy. Oh yeah. And you know what? When we were talking about energy earlier, I've mastered this where I would want to go out on a Wednesday night because that's when I didn't have my daughter. Okay. So I would try to do like every kind of witchcraft, voodoo power possible to make them text me to ask me out on that Wednesday night. Okay. <laughs> and when that didn't work... I was like, I'm moving the energy. I'm changing it up. Forget this. I'm going to grab some girlfriends, go up the street to this like bar where a lot of singles okay. hang out and not even look at my phone and chat it up with a bunch of guys, change the energy. My phone would be blowing up. Isn't that funny? Oh. Isn't that amazing? And it worked every time. See? Because I, I changed the energy of sitting and waiting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. I think text expectations... You know, it's just like you have to expect, you have to say what you want and use your words. Now, if you're going to get passive aggressive and you're not going to say what you want and you're not going to, then that's going to blow up too, right? So, because when he does text you or she does text you, you do one of these. Oh, well, it's nice he finally texted or so glad to hear from you or, oh, must be nice to know that you're, you know, like, and then you get bitchy and then he's like, oh, I mean, like, I don't want to be with this girl. I know. It's true. I'm telling you, silence, men respond to silence. Yeah. And also men respond to women who are busy and fun and have their own lives. No one wants to talk to someone who's, who's an asshole, but you know what I'm saying? Like they just, you want to be with someone who is inviting and exciting and calm. Right. (laughs) Upbeat and easy going. And And look, you're going to have your days. You're going to have your days. But lash out to somebody else in that time. Exactly. But especially in the beginning of a relationship, please, girls, you know, the first 90 days, keep it together. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that. All right, so my last question, what is your best piece of advice for starting over and putting yourself back out there? I feel like I have so many, but I just feel like, you know what? I think you just need to just take it easy on yourself. Yeah. Please don't beat yourself up and just know that you are going to, A, make mistakes, B, you're going to have tough times dating, but you can't die from a broken heart. Right. You can't. You will find your person or you won't, but then you will again. Right. I love that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
it's okay in relationship they end relationships they come and go but like everything happens and there's a reason for the season that's right there is a reason for the season and you will get there yes if you try you will get there and you will find love again you will I mean, I turned 50 and I was like, oh my God, my kids are gone. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, okay. And then my kid looked at me and he's like, I'm like, I'm having a midlife crisis. And Zach, my 19 year old looked at me and goes, mom, you are so not having a midlife crisis. And I went, oh shit, I guess I'm not. I'm doing okay. Right. He's like, mom, you're doing awesome. Like, look at you. And I'm like, what rhymes with crisis? <laughs> Priceless. Like, you know, like, Priceless. There's the book. You know, oh, like, that's so good. Well, Jennifer, you are priceless, my friend. So <laughs> you too, honey. You too. <laughs> and I'm so glad you came on Shot at Love today. Where can people find out more about you or purchase your book? Um, you know, it's really easy. Everything is at jenniferhervitz.com. That's it. Everything. Everything. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for your time today. I loved every minute of it. Thank you, darling. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips are inspired by our guest, Jennifer Hurwitz. And today, I'll be sharing some of her Hurwitz hot tips from her book, Midlife Priceless. Number one, without communication, there is no relationship. Without respect, there is no love. Without trust, there is no reason to continue. Number two, if you lack confidence and have low self-worth, take more time before you begin dating. Number three, happy divorces, happy dating, happy relationships, happy marriages, they all take work. But the most important relationship you have is the one you have with yourself. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this show. Stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. And if you like this show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.